This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. Gentlemen, uh, you know I'm down here in spring training and uh, doing my show every day. I have those newspaper duties too. And uh, today we got to meet Lance Lynn, and he was fantastic. He was, uh, you know, he admitted he's kind of a grumpy guy. Uh, somebody asked him if... Uh, if waiting out the market put a chip on his shoulder, and he said the chips on my the chip on my shoulder's been there since I was born. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what my dad says. So that's not changing. He says the free agent market's not changing. That that's something I use to compete, and it helps drive me. And uh, that that's his reputation as uh, kind of the you know hard nosed as we had uh, Derek Gould on. He told us he does not uh, put up with fools. You know he does not. Uh, uh, you know, you ask him a dumb question, he'll tell you it's a dumb question. So we got through it today, but he was a pleasant enough guy. He's not nearly the hefty fella that everybody, uh, I, I don't think he's much overweight at all. Now, maybe I'm not the guy to judge that, but, uh, but he, he's in good shape. He came out today, threw the ball, uh, extremely well. Uh, 94, his first pitch hit 94, three, four other times, mostly 93. Uh, a couple of good sinkers. I, I didn't know he, uh, his sinker was that good. He threw a couple of good sinkers, but uh, he only threw 41 pitches, had five strikeouts, one walk, and uh, no hits in uh, three innings. He's trying to crank it up so he can be in the rotation for the uh, you know to start the season. And Thad Levine actually said he sees him maybe pitching one of those Pittsburgh games, either the uh, April 3rd or April 5th. So they can almost have him. They they would have him stay down here and pitch in a minor league exhibition game, and then fly into into uh, into uh, Pittsburgh and 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 pitch one of those games. So, well, and I'm sure too, given the fact that he's on a one year deal, he wants to make as many starts as possible. Well, and I really do think everything you hear about him, he's he's that kind of guy anyway. He, I mean, he is definitely going to free agency. There's no doubt about it because he's, uh, I'm sure, miffed that he uh, didn't really get any good. Uh, he, he got a few two-year offers, but uh, uh, he decided to take the one and go back and take another swing at free agency. But uh, When you pull uh, up his, his, his stats, too, for his career. He's been good. It is amazing. Yeah, I mean, I know he missed the one year because of Tommy John, but he's been, and he's been consistent. It's the and same last guy year he's year. coming. Last year's not bad. No, he's coming back. I know somebody. Ah, his fastball was a little down, and uh, I mean he's uh, uh, to me uh, right there with Irv. You know, as mm-hmm. far as signing, I, I I put him in the same category as Irv. I think he's a he's a stud. And it seems like uh, last year was kind of a get right year for him sure, after right. the, after the surgery, and it was still pretty good. So I mean, you you'd figure if yeah. he's at full strength and really at at his best now, you figure he's going to have a really good year. And he said that uh, they asked him about you know coming back. Does he agree? He said he said the biggest thing was to learn what still worked. You know when he started pit. You know he had a year off and he said okay, I'm I'm going to pitch again, but I want to take my regular turn. And he did. I made thirty three starts, I think. But he said it wasn't 
he wouldn't he wouldn't describe it as command it was like okay what's still here what what do i still have after tommy john and it's it's pretty much the same because he's never had a great variety of pitches but uh he, he was an impressive guy and uh you can tell that uh they got some serious pros they've added to this team in the, in addition to people who can uh uh be competent but they've added rodney and a lot of people talk about that but i you know okay how much does he have left he's 41 years old but i was talking to that romero kid today who they sent out fernando romero who's going to be their he's their best pitching prospect uh kid was great this spring but he's trying to add the change up so what's he do he goes down and starts working with fernando rodney he's he's basically been had a month here with a guy with maybe the one of the two or three best change-ups in baseball. And uh, he, he's a pro by all standards. I mean, he, people see that hat cocked, and they think maybe he's goofy, but he's a, he's, a, he's a pro. Zach Duke and Addison Reed are just two guys who sit over there every day and just kind of observe everything. And neither of them gives a damn if they get an out in spring training or not. Mm-hmm. They're just waiting for the season starts. And then these three guys are hard not to like. Morrison's kind of like the big personality. Mm-hmm. Lynn's kind of the sourpuss who's going to sit over in the corner, but he'll answer your questions and uh, and he'll take the ball and he'll make thirty seven starts this year, thirty six starts, and then an older is he's a you know everybody likes him too. Well, and so, it I also mean, just it adds to the depth of all of the pitching throughout the organization. Sure. So you're not rushing a guy like Romero or like Gonzalez. You're just well, you're giving those they, guys time to develop. Today they send out Mejia. You know, yeah. there was a, a week ago, it looked like he might be in the rotation, and uh, they sent him out and said, okay, get better, you know, get better. And you go down to Rochester and get better. So uh, that's good. So anyway, I thought, hey, he's, the guy's good. Uh, it was fun talking to him. It was The press conference was uh, interesting, and he, he, gave, he's, he gives you straight answers. And uh, so I call up today to help out the morning show, right? Mm-hmm. I said, hey, uh, hey, Dave, the producer, you think these guys want uh, want a little eight-minute review of Lance Lynn? He said, I don't think so. They're talking nothing but football today. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they forgot the Twins existed as soon as the Kirk Cousins coming to the Vikings stuff came out. Wait, like- they couldn't even find eight minutes for a live report from Fort Myers on uh, Lance Lynn before he made his first start. Which, by the way, most impressive first appearance by a Minnesota professional since Herschel kicked his shoe off against the Green Bay Packers. Well, you know what that means then, Patrick? What? Mackie and Judd's show is not long enough. That's right. They don't have enough time. They need a fifth hour. hour show. They didn't have eight minutes for poor Lance Lynn. You know what else it means? Last offer. That's right. <laughs> Last offer. <laughs> don't bother contacting me. I don't care if if there's a, if there's a Chris Archer trade and you have exclusive if a Chris access. Archer trade, if I, if I have the scoop, yeah, I ain't talking to them. They're done. They are done. Four hours. Talk to Doogie. Get your scoops from Doogie. I ain't helping. You. <laughs> Talk to Randy. Randy. In fact. Let's get Randy's number and try to steal Randy away from Oh, him. that is evil, That's going to be our revenge. Or maybe if they want to get you 
if they want to, you know, do a rain check on you helping them out, then maybe no. maybe giving us Randy would be the compensation. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, we will need compensation. But uh, boy, I know uh, I know where I stand with the morning show now. They don't four hours. They don't need me. They don't need me. Uh, seven minutes. I, they probably is Tuesday Doogie Day. I believe Wednesday and or okay. Thursday is okay. typically Doogie okay. and or okay. Tuesday or Monday, yeah. depending okay. on what's happening. All right, I'll have to look and I, I might have to look and see what they had on today that they couldn't find eight minutes for a live report from Fort Myers. But that's good. That's something that relieves me of a, you know, I felt a little obligation being down here to the station, my primary employer, right? Yeah, they don't. They don't care. They well, don't we were just care. talking too about just how brilliant the entire structure of the NFL is, because as you mentioned, it's everywhere, let, and that's all. Yeah, it's let March it leak. Thirteenth, let it leak today. Oh yeah, it is. Paul Richardson signs. Who gives a damn? Right. That's like. Uh, that's like who? That's like. Uh, he, that's like Adrianza signs. A oh, yeah, that'd deal. be like the Royals yeah. signing Lucas Duda. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah. great, thanks. It's not as important as Lucas Duda. Lucas Duda is more important, but we get big headlines. Boom. I looked today at the ESPN menu like an hour ago. All football. Everything was NFL. My God. Every, everything there was NFL. So I guess I guess Mackie and Judd are cutting edge, but, you know. Judd, basically... I brought him on to Saturday morning sports talk. I said, yeah, give me Judd. Joe's giving it up. And, you know, basically did everything I could to help the young man. You groomed him. He won't even give me eight minutes on a four-hour show to report live from Fort Myers. Feeny show. Done. They're done. They're uh, out. You sound like a disgruntled ex-husband sitting at the end of the bar in the Legion talking about his ex-wife. Well, that's, that's, that is, I've done that also, by the way, except it was a vet's club, not a Legion, you know, but uh, Kenny, you pretty much got her there. What's the great uh, call that we have about the, she took my beer? Yeah. <laughs> Where the, he's at the ex-wife's house, and she's on the phone with her Give new boyfriend. Give me one more stinger there, Barney. <laughs> You're mad and you're heartbroken, but you'd take him back in a second. No. Oh. Well, the ex-wife, I might have. Not, uh, not for a while there. Uh, but uh, not, uh, you know, not... not, uh, not All I got is Mackie and John. Oh, no, they're done. The hell with them. The hell with them. They're finishoed. We'll be back. The hell with them. Maybe they franchise case. Maybe they don't. You like that? You like that? They have not come to the conclusion that they will not chase Kirk Cousins. That doesn't mean they will. They have not come to the collusion. Conclusion. You want me to play that, that again? They have not come. To, I'm trying to count the double negatives here. They have not they come to the conclusion okay. that they will not will chase not. Okay. Kirk Cousins. That doesn't mean they will. That's a double negative. That means yes, they would. So Doogie was right. See, a double negative, a double negative is a positive. So Doogie scoop. You know, Mark Rosen officially gets the scoop, right? I believe he does. Yes, Mark Rosen. Yes, Rosie had it first. Rosie had it, but now we know Doogie had it before them. Do you think before him with the double negative uh, confirmation that they were going after Kirk? Do you and think that they weren't making a deal? Do you think Rosie stole the scoop from Doogie? <laughs> Could have. Well. You know, they uh, 
They were. Did they work together? Yes, of course yeah, they did. Over at the other was. station. Yeah, sure. he was. At the, he was over there. Yeah, sure. I'm sure uh, Rosie uh, monitors uh, the scoops every time it's on the air. I hate to be one that would steal a bit from somebody else on this station, kind of rewrite it no. to my own feel. You know, mm-hmm. but we should, in the same vein that you and Joel wrote the Ten Rules of Sid, I should come up with the Ten Rules of Doogie. Yeah, uh, we had fifteen rules. Did you oh, see somebody? I thought, I thought did you see 10. somebody recommended that you and uh, Manny come up with the ten rules of a ricey? Oh tweet. my God, I love that idea. <laughs> yes, I, I don't think it, but... there's there's not ten rules to it. There's not. Oh, there 10. might be twenty five. No, no, no. There's not ten. <laughs> you, you could have a hard time coming up with five. Just uh, do you not know. use the word elite. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's oh well. If you're going to go into specifics, oh my God. I, see, because with said it's just generalities. That's I, true. I, I was talking. There's five generalities but if there's rules you can have 50 of them. well can you but let art- me say this i want to go back to yes. judd mackey uh turning you're down really offended oh, i am you know what my old man used to say i always love this saying he says hanging's too good for him they ought to give him a good kick in the ass <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what i'm saying to these hanging's too good for them we should give him a good kick in the ass you know there, anyway. are, there are a lot of things that i wish i could have happen in my life one of them is seeing Richard Royce and my grandpa Cooktavi hang out for like three hours in an afternoon, and I could just sit there and watch the conversation because that would be fantastic. I wonder if my old man, now, if there was Twitter, let's say when he was a 30-year-old undertaker in Fulton, Minnesota, with, with as I've always pointed out, if you, it's a good year if you get 40 funerals, right? Right. So that, and that's a three-day deal. That's 120 days, right? Yeah. So you got 240 days to screw off, right? <laughs> if he had 245 days and there was a vehicle available like Twitter, I bet he would have been a tweeting son of a gun. Oh, I, I bet, bet he, he would. He'd have 700 million followers. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't do this, but you know the the greatest, I shouldn't tell stories, but the greatest thing about him, he had a buddy named Schwab who ran a lumberyard down there. It was the greatest, and he lived, outlived all those guys, and he'd tell the greatest stories. Uh, Don Schwab, he was a hell of a guy, and he, and the old man would be raising money for baseball mm-hmm. after the war. You know, like fifty-one, they were trying to make a big effort. Fifty, fifty, forty-nine, fifty, fifty-one, fifty-two. They spent a lot of money, and the old man would go to Schwab and have Schwab write him out a check for three hundred dollars, right? Mm-hmm. To the fold the baseball club or whatever it was. Sure. And then he'd take it to all the guys downtown that had. This is when you had a thriving downtown business, you know, two, three bars and, you know, drugstore, two drugstores and everything. And he'd say, You're not going to let that cheap SOB Schwab give me more money than you, are you? <laughs> so he'd get, like, he'd beat them up for like a $250, $300 check. You know, look at Schwab gave me 300 bucks. Come on. You got to, you know, and he'd get, the guy, Schwab. At, Let's he'd get go. the guy at the bank. He said, You got to give me more than Schwab, you know. And, and then he'd go back and give Schwab the check, and Schwab would rip it up. So, <laughs> you know, that was part of the part of the plan. But uh, you know, that was uh, that's uh, that's the kind of agitator he was. So, uh, you know, I I I am adopted, so I didn't inherit it, but I learned it. You learned it absolutely. Yeah, I learned it. It's a learned uh, agitation is a learned thing. But uh, anyway, uh, what a deal! What a day today, though. Holy cow! He got how does. Tell me this. How does Bradford get a job? I don't know. How, how does it, if the knee is chronic and it, there's nothing left in there, 
What makes Arizona think he can play eight games on artificial well, turf? Not, they must. They must. Oh no, be they play on grass. They play on grass. Me, they yeah. play on grass. They, they must be planning on drafting somebody. Well, but even aside from that, high. I agree with you, Manny. But even aside from that, not only did he get a job. Look at the contract he signed. He's getting $15 million guaranteed, guaranteed for yeah, one season. Million. What well, is wrong terrific, with these people? But, hey, you better protect the hell. The funny thing is, people were talking about Cousins not wanting to go down there because of their offensive line. Well, that's, and that's why Carson Palmer retired, because he kept getting the snot beat out of him. How the hell? Did, that Bradford can't move. No. You know, he's a pocket guy. Uh, Who's Bradford's I guess, agent? I guess, He's got to have one of the big yeah, shooters. He should, he should have a bronze statue at the Agent Hall of Fame. Because he guy. was the last, wasn't he the last, he the last number one, one yeah, pick that changed, got the big rookie deal? He was like Kevin so, yeah. Garnett changed the NBA. You know, they got the max contract because of Garnett. That, you know, Bradford basically, they, when he got $50 million, they said, okay, that's enough of this nonsense. And they, uh, the next year, I believe the number one draft choice got 20, right, Manny? I you think got, so, I yeah. Think the guy, well, Cam, Brad, Bradford got 50, and the next guy got 20 or yeah, 22. Yeah, because Cam, Cam was the number one pick the very next year after okay. Bradford, because Bradford was 2010. Because Stafford, Stafford was 09, Bradford was 2010, and then Cam was 2011. And then Cam Cam was the first, like, number one overall pick that didn't get, like, the didn't, huge Didn't get paycheck. the huge money, yeah. yeah. Uh, say, uh, so what, did any report on what kind of a deal Teddy's getting or just that no. he's going to end up with I haven't Jets? seen anything, at least yet. I haven't so seen far. anything. But, but it does look like I'd they're ra- also I'd... bringing back uh, McCown. They're bringing both. Yeah. But I'd take, a, I'd take a chance on Teddy before I'd take it on Sam Bradford. I would, too. Yeah, I would, too. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, but it goes to show you guys, it's because the these teams are so for starved for decent quarterback play, and there's only they only need 32 of them. Mm-hmm. You know what is interesting, though? Ziggy and the Vikings are spending more money, $84 million guaranteed, than they spend to help build the stadium. Wow. <laughs> it's, uh, they, don't, they don't have $84 billion, a million in that stadium. They got $84 million in a quarterback. But I guess, uh, you know, the Jets supposedly were willing to guarantee 150 So uh, they had to guarantee it all. I and, think that's great. I know, love the fact that somebody got a fully guaranteed contract. And yeah. Seifert was on with the boys yesterday, and apparently the way I understood their conversation with a guarantee of this size, the money has to go into escrow because it's guaranteed. Mm-hmm. So, which means that oh, Ziggy's got to find a way to come up with. Oh, 80, he's got to put it. Oh, really? That it's got to be liquid. I, I think that's the way Kevin was explaining it yesterday during their during their show. That, that it has to go from the Wilfs pocket or whoever, whether it's you know allocated from the team's resources, what have you, and it has to be put into that escrow account for for because it's a guaranteed contract. So Seifert's on with the boys. Oh no. He was on okay. yesterday, yeah. Okay. These boys are going to have to make up their minds. <laughs> this, is, this is war. One or the other. <laughs> One or the other. That's all I got to say. And Seifert, how many times have I said he's the finest uh, beat writer I've ever worked with? I believe you say years. it every time he comes every on the show. Every time he gets off the And air. it's weekly. I've said it. And now he's... Stabbing me in the back and going on the air with uh, Judd Mackey. Okay. All righty. That's, I'm going to have to digest that one. We'll be back. Here is uh, 
Johnny Hyde on another action-packed Minnesota sports day. Wow, has it been crazy yes, lately. It has. Thank you, it's, Patrick. It's uh, been goofy. This update sponsored by Indeed. Are you hiring? With Indeed, you can post a job in minutes, set up screener questions, then zero in on qualified candidates in an online dashboard. Get started at Indeed.com slash hire. A lot of football stuff today involving Vikings and quarterbacks. Uh, Kirk Cousins coming here to play quarterback for the Vikings, according to most reports. They'll get a guaranteed $84 million for three years. That's all guaranteed. $84 million. Uh, former Vikings quarterbacks apparently getting gigs too. Teddy Bridgewater close to finalizing a deal uh, with the New York Jets. Sam Bradford signing with the Cardinals. One year, $20 million, 15 guaranteed. Also an option for a second year at $20 million. And Case Keenum will sign with the Broncos. Maybe they franchise Case. Maybe they don't. <laughs> Boy, Sam Bradford has made a lot of money. Did you look it up? New York quarterback, man. Did you look it up? I, I haven't looked oh. it up. I should look it up, though. Yeah. Across the border, Packers signing tight end Jimmy Graham. Also releasing receiver Jordy Nelson. He will up. be a monster for the Packers, Jimmy Graham. To clear up some money, they released Jordy Nelson. Uh, Jordy, for his part, says he wants to continue playing, so he'll probably end up somewhere. The Patriots. Hey, yeah. They said, they, what did he say in December? He said if they let him go, he might not play, but uh, yeah. I think he's changed his mind. The uh, Chicago Bears from the Vikings uh, division are going to sign Allen Robinson, the Jaguars wide receiver. Hurt last year, of course, uh, but uh, uh, had a great season. See the kid from Penn ago. State? I think uh, so, yeah. yeah. I think so, yeah. Uh, the deal, even though he did miss the season, is for three years worth $42 million, $25 million guaranteed, according to Ian Rappaport. He was ranked number three in NFL.com's uh, top 101 free agents for 2018. You know a good landing spot for Jordy Nelson might be? San Francisco. Well, that might be a good spot for him. Uh, last night, Drew Brees and the Saints agreed to a two-year deal worth $50 million. Uh, now, today we found out a source said that at least one other team, they're not saying who, was willing to give Breeze 60... Ooh, a mystery team. 60 million guaranteed over two years. Wow. But uh, that did not woo him away from New Orleans. Because it was the Browns? <laughs> <laughs> Might have been the Vikings. Could have been. Well, Might have been the Vikings. Uh, Danny Amendola leaving the New England Patriots. He'll be signing with the Mars. His catch total is going to go down by about 60. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be signing with the Miami Dolphins. Do they still have, what's his name, Tannehill under contract? Yeah, oh yeah, they gave him a big deal. Did they? Okay. A few years ago, yeah. And uh, finally, former Creighton-Durham Hall lineman Chantrell Henderson has agreed to terms with the Texans. Uh, he's only 25, but he's only made one start the past two seasons. Does have 27 career starts, uh, but Henderson has Crohn's disease and has served 14 games in substance abuse suspensions in four Seasons in, yeah, smoking NFL. pot to uh, control his pain, right? That's and then, uh, and the then crones. they keep suspending them. Those idiots, mm -hmm. unbelievable. All righty, sir. Thank you, Johnny. You bet. Ben Gessling covers the Vikings for the Star Tribune, and uh, the 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 honeymoon is over, baby. You're hopping now. Uh, so how'd Sam Bradford get that deal with his bad knee, man? I want to I want to figure that out. Well, he's got a really good agent. I mean, Tom Condon, Bradford's yep. agent, has been uh, obviously doing this a long time. But uh, yeah, I was surprised too when I saw that number. I'm thinking, man, you know, this guy played six quarters. And Mike Zimmer a week ago, two weeks ago, whatever it was, called his knee degenerative. 
which I would thought I would think have, would have probably earned Rick Spielman a phone call from from Tom Condon, Bradford's agent, pretty yes. quickly, and uh, it didn't matter. And I, I heard, you know, I had a couple sources uh, that I know that work with the Cardinals say that you know we we had meetings a week ago and and we weren't that high on him because of concerns about his knee. But you know, I think the market changes and, and pieces start falling into place and you know you so like a game of musical chairs you sit there and say well if there's one more guy left and if the music stops and we don't have one we're going to be in trouble so that might have driven the price up and, and i Tom think Cod i'd take probably played it to his advantage i think i'd take aj mccarron before him but i suppose you couldn't give you couldn't give the guy a, a one-year deal it probably you have to give him three or something like that but uh i don't know what what is your view of when he might have been ready to play last year if Keenum hadn't been playing so well. Could have he been ready like week 10 or 11, or was he not, you know, was he, the fact that they didn't uh, have him on the active list indicated that he wasn't ready to play. It wasn't because they wanted Teddy on the active list. then. Well, I, I think it was, you know, it was a little bit of a few things. I mean, you know, when he had the surgery in November, which would have been around week 9 or 10, you know, Mike Zimmer said nothing else was working and he had to do something, implying that, he wasn't getting better, but they also made that move at the time because they wanted to have Teddy on the active roster, and they didn't want to expose Kyle Floater to waivers. So, I mean, it's one of those mm-hmm. things where, yes, he has an injury, but they also have a convenient way to stick him on IR because of, of roster concerns. So, you know, I, I think but I mean, if he, was, he was going to see specialists the entire fall. He was getting you know, different therapies done to his knee. I think it was, you know, nobody ever really found what the cause of the thing was, and, and I think... You know, having the surgery was basically, as, as Mike Zimmer said, we, we need to just try something here. So, you know, I don't know that, and I think some of it was pain tolerance, and I think, you know, Mike Zimmer said that at one point, and, you know, usually when coaches say that, you wonder if it's his way of, of calling out a guy for, for not toughing it out. But uh, I, I think it was kind of a moving target, and, and they kind of went through the fall saying, we don't really know when this guy's going to be able to go out there and, and function, so just stick him on IR and, and uh, have surgery and hope for the best. I'll say so. Uh, the Vikings are apparently going to guarantee the full eighty-four million. Now, if if Cousins had demanded a six-year contract, he would have had to guarantee more than that, probably. <laughs> so I don't think it's that alarming, but it is uh, quite a contrast to the way the NFL has done business. I wonder if some of the Vikings' colleagues are going to say, "Boy, you're starting a bad trend here, fellas." Well, and they, they certainly could. I mean, there's, you know, there's been all of these reports about the Packers wanting to get a deal done with Aaron Rodgers pretty quickly, and Aaron Rodgers saying, "No, no, let's let's just let's just hang out. Yeah. Wait a minute." Yeah, and I'll you see, see why? It. Because yeah, if, sure. if that deal is, is there for Kirk Cousins, Aaron Rodgers is going to say, "Okay, let's come through." And I, I want thirty million plus a year, and all of it needs to be guaranteed because I'm that much better than this guy. So, you know, he's going to say that. Matt Ryan's going to say that. I mean, the next round of of guys that come up. You know, you know, there's you guys that keep coming through the pipeline here that are going to now have precedent to say if Kirk Cousins gets a fully guaranteed deal, and I'm better than that. I mean, Carson Wentz, when he comes up, if he stays healthy, I mean, you know, guys in that ballpark are certainly going to look at this and say, okay, this changes the the trend now, and, and this now has to be the benchmark for quarterbacks, and and maybe it means the deals are a little bit shorter. But you know, some of those years in the back can get restructured anyway. So, you know, him him doing this, I think certainly 
opened the door for a lot of things to change, especially with quarterbacks. And my theory is this is a guy saying, okay, I was in Washington all those years. They didn't think I can win. I'm going to Minnesota. I'm going to be there three years. I'm going to win a Super Bowl. But there's got to be a clause in this contract that they can't franchise him. He's got to be a free agent again at the end of this. If he's getting all 84 guaranteed, he's also getting no franchising, I would think. I, yeah, I would assume, and I'll be curious to look at the language when it's done, and, and when it gets to a point where where we can see that through you know sources that uh, I've been able to, to see a lot of contracts that way. But uh, you know, I, yes, I would think that the Vikings would say, or you know, certainly Cousins would say, like let's let's not put ourselves through that again. I mean, he's been franchise tagged twice already. He was the first guy to have that happen, and and uh, he's getting all this guaranteed money. So you know, you, you'd think that. They'd say, okay, um, you know, this is how this is going to work. I mean, I, in some ways, it probably makes the contract a little bit more simple in, in the sense of this is the money's guaranteed. We don't have to play around with that number quite as much. And, you know, I mean, like every other sport, we see fully guaranteed contracts and they're, they're pretty simple. It's, it's just a matter of, of trying to make the cap numbers work every year. I would expect they'll front load it like they usually do. Uh, the difference with this one is that you don't have, probably a big signing bonus you can spread over five years so i think they'll try to give them a lot of cash up front and, and stick a lot of it in the cap in year one and and say let's clear the decks for all those other guys we have to sign in into 2019 i think he's really good and i think it's the most uh uh you know that we had the brett Favre moment but he was 40 years old you had the warren moon moment he was 38 years old uh, yeah, we haven't had anything around this like this since Tarkington in 1972 when they brought him back and he was 32 years old. This is uh, this is one of the most dramatic uh, events in Viking history, if you ask me, bringing in the number one quarterback, and no matter what the price, you paid it. Yeah, well, and it's it tells you that they are in a mode where they say, I mean, Mike Zimmer could talk all he wants about wide open spaces, but you make a move like this, because you think you have a chance to win a Super Bowl now. And they certainly yes. have every reason to feel that way. You know, they got to the NFC title game and they were favored in the NFC title game with Case Keenum. And if you feel like Kirk Cousins is that much better, now he's going to have to live up to the money. But if you feel like he's the guy to get you over the top, given everything else you have, given the fact that Alvin Cook is coming back, then you take your shot because you don't. Oh, and it, you know, the, the Packers are a perfect example of this. When they won that Super Bowl in 2010, you're sitting there saying, they're going to be good for a long time. They go 15-1 and the next year, and then they lose at home in the playoffs. And they haven't been back even to a Super Bowl, let alone getting a chance to win one. So I think you have to take your shots when you have them just because they're, it's hard to make those things come around, and it's hard to capitalize on, capitalize on them when you get them. So, I mean, yes, it's bold. Yes, it's going to be expensive. But uh, you know, to me, when you have a shot, you take it because if they if they win one, and they have to pay the price, and they're in cap purgatory for a few years. I don't think anybody's going to care. If they win one. There's going to be statues of everybody on that sure. team around that stadium, and and the you deal with the consequences later. And it's amazing if the Packers, after Ted Thompson gave away those last six years by not seven years by not signing anybody, now. Now, with Aaron Rodgers 35 years old, they're going out and uh, doing some things in the uh, in the off season. I mean, in the free agency, but it might be too late. Yeah, I mean, it's it's certainly you get the feeling, and I think you know Ron Wolf has said that about the end of Brett Favre's career that he didn't do enough to put a good team around Brett Favre, and that I think at the time had more to do with 
with weapons around him, and Aaron Rodgers certainly has had those. But in, in their case, it's been not having a defense. I mean, you sit there and, and look at that guy and the fact oh, yeah. that he's played in one Super Bowl. I mean, you know, that you sit there and say, unless they get back to, I mean, even if he gets two, you know, if then it's better. But I mean, you sit there and you measure everything now by Tom Brady, and if he's not in the, you know, as good as he's been, if he's not contending for three, four titles, you sit there and say. Mm-hmm. Something here was wasted, especially as good as that core was. And yeah, I mean now they're they're trying to speed it up and take one more run at it. And I, I guess there's the urgency is there. But yeah, it does kind of make you wonder why it took so long to say, hey, wait a minute, we've got a generational quarterback, and we're probably not going to get a third one in a row. Let's go try to make the best of it now. Uh, ben Gasly's with us. Uh, yeah, and to me, there's no sport where it's sillier than to plan for three years from now or boy we got to be ready two years because you can half your team could get dragged off the field at any moment you know you could end up with three career ending injuries at any moment you got to take your shot in that sport well and look why we're in this position with the vikings i mean you know 16 months ago or whatever it was i guess it's probably closer to i suppose 19 20 months you know back to august of 2016 you're sitting there saying, okay, this is a team on the rise. They have a young quarterback that is coming into his third year as a starter yes. that looks like he's taking the next step, and they're going to ride him for the next decade. And two days later, after he played one preseason game in U.S. Bank Stadium, he goes down, and, and his time with the Vikings, for all intents and purposes, is over. I mean, you know, those things happen in this sport because the injury rate is so high. It's not like baseball where you can plan to have a team and have a core together for – five six seven years you know certainly the nba you can do more of that you know this sport just because the injury rate is what it is yeah i i I think when you have those shots you have to take them you know especially two i mean it's one and done in playoff situations goofy things can happen and knock you out so if you have a chance take it and and uh you know you certainly don't want to mortgage your future completely and put yourself in cap purgatory but when you have a chance to if you think you're close and you can say this move will get us over the top you got to take a shot at it well i don't believe uh because of uh, nfl rules that we can get the uh the uh motorcade from the st paul airport to the new uh, facility in the helicopter the news helicopters chasing uh, kirk cousins down the uh, street uh, down the uh highway but uh, like we did for brett Favre. but <laughs> it's going to be close this is the viking fans are going to go nuts they 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 were expressing some skepticism before they got him, but now that they got him, Viking fans are going to go crazy about this uh, this move that the Vikings have made. Yeah, and you get the you get the people that you know kind of come out and say, "Well, I don't think he's that good," and, you know, trying to be you know the the prudent analyst types on Twitter. But then you know once he gets here and the excitement takes over, we finally got our guy. Because I mean, think I think that's been a lot of it. I think that was a lot of the excitement with Teddy Bridgewater. that feeling of we finally have a guy. I mean, we don't have to sit yeah. here and plug the position and. You know, maybe this guy can do it. Maybe we can manage the game and win seventeen to fourteen. You know that that idea. We have a guy that can go out and score thirty-five points and help us win games. I mean, he's not a guy that I, I think is going to win games by himself. He's not on that level, but he's not going to have to with with this group. And you know, on a day where the Eagles put up a bunch of points on you and you need to go out and, and try to yep. match them score for score, there's a, probably more optimism that this guy can do that consistently, and that is going to 
in general, a lot of optimism uh, going uh, into 2018. Certainly. One last aside, it reminds me of the thing about baseball where they always say, well, he's not a number one starter. Well, and, and if he's not Clayton Kershaw, they say he's not a number one starter. Well, this guy's a top-flight quarterback. Just because he's not quite as good as Aaron Rodgers doesn't mean he's not a top-flight quarterback. That's uh, my theory, anyway. You, you still need uh, you still need twos and threes. I mean, you still need... I mean, he may not be Clayton Kershaw, but you know, you, you can still win with, with rotations that have a lot of number two guys, and, and you still need those. And, and uh, he certainly is a guy that I think with the pieces around him, you can, you can win a lot of games with. Thanks for your time, sir. All right. Thanks, Pat. Uh, ben Gessling covers the uh, Vikings for the Star Tribune. And, uh, and uh, we shall return. This is the Ride with Racing. Quiet, please. We'll be on the air. And now... This day in history, Patrick. I went to penitentiary. Gene Wilder, I did a movie. I went to, not me personally. I mean, I went to do a film in penitentiary. Um, <laughs> and it was I was up there six weeks, Arizona State Penitentiary. Oh, man, it was strange because it's like 80% black people. And what's strange about that is that there are no black people in Arizona. <laughs> Six weeks I was up there, I talked to the brothers, you know, and I talked to them, and thank God we got penitentiaries. <laughs> I asked them, I said, why did you kill everybody in the house? Because they was home. <laughs> that was Leroy, right? Oh, the man, he, wasn't God. that Leroy? He said, Leroy, I, why'd, you, why'd you kill everybody in the so, house? Yeah. And he says, because he was home. They was home. Uh, <laughs> uh, live on the Sunset Strip, the greatest of all of Richard Pryor's comedy uh, albums. In this, in this case, the concert was also released as a movie right now in this time period, 1982. Uh Richard, this of course was two years after he lit himself on fire lighting his cocaine pipe up, and uh, he had some great jokes about that too in this thing. He is the best ever. Yes, uh, you know, 100% Chris Rock. Agree. I love Chris Rock. Uh, Louis Black. I like that that kind of humor. Sarah Silverman. I think she's hysterical. But Richard Pryor was uh, if you ask without most, question. If you ask most comedians, they always cite yep. Richard Pryor as their as their influence and inspiration. So uh, he is uh, he is uh, so damn funny. And uh, and you know if you haven't seen if you haven't seen live on the Sunset Strip, find it. It is fantastic. 